Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com. Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Warren, and it is great to be back in the WS Radio studios where all technology works. Uh, thank you very much, Wade, for having us. Thanks for uh, being had, as we like to say. Uh, you, my dear listener, are very, very going to be very happy that you were here on this show. We've got uh, some of the pioneers of coaching, some people who are doing coaching around the world. We've got an extraordinary global show tonight. I want to first introduce you to um, my guest co-host. Joining us from his palatial mansion in Charlottesville, Virginia, is Jay Perry, author of Take Charge of Your Talent, Three Keys to Thriving in Your Career Organization and Life. He's a master coach, a personal champion, and a creative partner. He's on the teaching faculty of the ADD Coaching Academy. He also has a BFA from Boston University and an MFA from Ohio University, formerly a CEO of digital imaging and archiving businesses, as well as... um, operating the Actors Information Project. Jay is an extraordinary coach and an extraordinary man who's worked with the likes of executives at AT AT&T, Schlumberger, uh, Shell, GlaxoSmithKline, and others. Hello, Jay. Hello. How are you? Oh, I like how you're not infected by my anxious energy. Thank you for being (laughs) chill, as the kids say. Uh, Jay, look around outside. What do you see? Pitchforks uh, and torches? What do you got? Curtains are closed. It's eight o'clock at night here. Yeah. Although you're you're in the evening, and I believe Keiko is it's morning, right? So we're midday. That's right. We're covering all of the all of the time zones. Anything uh, anything to share with the class about your uh, Thanksgiving, your life to this point, or coaching in general? My life to this point. Um, I well, I you know, we talked about this earlier and I'm just excited about this. I'm, I'm hitting a big milestone birthday in January and I've decided to give myself a birthday present by, um, returning to my roots in a way. Uh, although I still coach some people in the entertainment industry, I'm going to bump that up. I coach film directors and actors and writers. And, um, so I'm going to ask for people to refer those kinds of people to me as a birthday present. Nice. We should point out you've been coaching, I think, since 1991. You began working with Thomas Leonard. You participated in the creation of Coach University as well as the International Coach Federation, a little item like that. Um, uh, So anybody, you're partial to the theater, screen, television, small screen, streaming. What do you enjoy? All of the above. I mean, I I think I'm a theater person. I'm an actor by sort of tribe. Hmm. There's something about theater people, you know. It's, It's just... I don't know. I just feel at home in that uh, in that milieu. But I love television. I love film. My my son's a TV writer, and um, and I coach. Uh, I've been coaching through the Sundance uh, Film Institute for a number of years now. So um, I love it all. Nice. Well, I know that you're excited as I am to speak to our uh, our guest for the entire hour today. The two of you and I will get to observe. Um, Keiko Hirano is a master certified coach. She graduated from a university. I'm going to struggle to pronounce KO, I believe. Uh, she worked for major advertising agencies. She worked for training companies before she became involved in the establishment of a company called Coach 21 in 1997 and started her career as a coach then. 
She's also uh, a li liaison between Coach 21 and Coach University in the United States. She's currently uh, actively working with overseas coaches and coach associations, training coaches in China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, as well as the USA. Um, she works with uh, Coach 21 and Coach A, merged in 2011. She is a member of the board of directors, a former member of the board of directors for the International Coach Federation, as well as uh, just was awarded well, many awards, but the one I'm thinking of is the Circle of Distinction, which was prov uh, provided, awarded, given at this year's Midwest Regional Coaches Conference in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. P delighted to welcome to our microphone for the first time, for the second time for the first time, Keiko Hirano. Hello, Keiko. Hello. Uh, nice to meet you, and uh, it's, uh, thank you, and it's great to be here. It's uh, great to have you back. What I should let the listeners know is we had a technical failure the first time we were all together, and both of these kind people have deigned to join us again, so I promise that uh, everything will work. The, uh, let's talk. One of the things that I like talking to experienced coaches like both of you about is the, the sort of everyday life of uh pioneer coach, an experienced coach. A lot of times people who are new to our profession or who are starting out, you know, sort of exalt those of you that have been around for a long time or those of us and, you know, sort of put us on a pedestal. What's the, what everyday issues are you dealing with in your businesses at this point? Something that, that people can either be astonished by or delighted in. Go ahead, Keiko. <laughs> That's a very big question. Um, well, um, everyday issues. Well, um, I think it's very important that uh, people come up with uh, the, the questions they have uh, before they ask uh, the, the people around them what the, the questions they come up about themselves. Uh, for example, what can they do? What can they do to um, uh, solve the, the, the issues? What can what um, uh, actually what the uh, percentage of uh, capabilities they have in order to solve the problem. So I think it's a relationship between uh, what they need to solve and what uh, percentage of the moral good, uh, the, the, the actual um, per, um, capability they have in order to solve that. So I think it's a um, combination of the two. Well, I appreciate that. Is there anything that you personally are dealing with at this point in your business? I mean, uh, predictably at this point, you're not dealing with a lot of the marketing challenges or, you know, getting your name out there that a lot of new coaches are dealing with. What are some of the what are some of the things that you struggle with, you know, in the last week or two in terms of your own business? Uh, well, since um, I'm I'm working with a coaching organization, coaching coaches, and also I'm I'm. Uh, uh, developing the uh, new, newly become coaches. So mm -hmm. uh, most of my work right now is developing the uh, the capability of the coaches who want to become a professional coaches. And uh, of course, uh, there are many coaches are, are you know are working there for a long time, and the coaches are just starting up. And I think it's really important for uh, the new, newer coaches to develop their own capabilities of uh, what to do in coaching. Uh, so mostly my work is to let the new coaches, you know, be aware of uh, the important points to uh, how to coach the clients. Hmm. How about you, Jay? Thanks, Keiko. Uh, well, I, we've talked about this before, Christopher, as I, I have a very simple uh, 
philosophy of coaching now, which is that coaching is love and wonder that leads to effective action. And I think that the, the thing that I need to stay on top of is the wonder part of it. Um, it's so easy to start thinking that I know something or know everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I have my wife sitting by here shaking her head. Uh, so I have to keep reminding myself of that. And I can almost see the, the way my coaching practice thrives or does not based on how much I'm willing to keep wondering. Um, and I actually have, I've, I've led, uh, I've done this in Sweden and, and, and over here, led a, a workshop about um, coaching mastery that's really based on my personal search for what that means. And, and rather than try to get everybody to adopt what I've done, I'm just trying to get them to adopt a, um, a pursuit, a wondering about it, uh, uh, their own their own path to it, to, to understanding rather than just believe somebody else's. It's beautiful. Will you say that again, Jay, about coaching is love and wonder leading to? It's love and wonder that leads to effective action. So So beautiful. Love is not, you know, not just the romantic kind, but it's love of humanity, love of life, love of words, love of language, love of action, love, you know, what, whatever that is. Beautiful. One of the things I'm noticing is that we all currently work in a in a capacity where we're training coaches. I noticed that for me, I realized that I was not expecting when I started training coaches. I, I, I was unprepared for how much bad coaching I would have to listen to and <laughs> evaluate and give feedback on. Keiko, do you have that experience where a lot of what you're doing is listening to coaching that will become much better? Oh, yes, and uh, it really reflects back to what you're doing as a coach. Uh, right. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, I do, um, you know, to, uh, in order to um, upgrade my coaching, I, I uh, record myself, uh, oh, of course, yeah. and I listen to myself, and it's like, ah, uh, you know. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's very important to listen to uh, the recording because uh, what, what's happening during the coaching, and if you hear it afterwards, uh, it's, you, you hear completely different things. And uh, it makes you aware of how you're not hearing. So um, I, I do spend a lot of time, um, you know, having recorded sessions, uh, giving, uh, providing feedback, uh, as well as listening to my own and having my coaching uh, 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 heard by other coaches to provide me feedback. So I think it's a really alert on learning um, activities. We really need to go on. Well done. Thank you so much for doing that. I think that's a great model, too, for all coaches, because at any point in our career, we can learn by uh, not only listening to ourselves, but by having other people listen and provide different feedback, different viewpoints of where they might have zigged, where we zagged in the call, so to speak. Um, One of the things I'm hearing as we talk is the distinction between your two approaches to coaching. That is, Jay, you seem very clearly a creative by nature and by tribe, as you say, and your approach to coaching seems to keep the mystery, keep the wonder going. Whereas, uh, Keiko, I know that you are a big fan of evidence-based approaches to coaching, evidence-based coaching, and it's uh, very clear in the description you just gave about how you get you keep quality assurance in your own coaching and get feedback on your coaching. Are there other um, ways that you've found that evidence-based coaching is uh, supportive of your work, not only in Japan, but around the world, Keiko? 
Yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, um, as I started coaching, uh, um, you know, um, I was really interested in, in uh, you know, how as a coach, uh, working for a client, uh, just as uh, Jay, uh, is, is his interest, um, uh, to, to add a little more, I'm also, I used to be an actress. <laughs> and oh my I was gosh. <laughs> I'm still interested in uh, how, you know, uh, to do the acting and the dancing and so on. Uh, Jay knows about it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but anyway, um, so uh, so uh, you know uh, when we got started here in Japan, it actually started in 1997, and uh, many of the people who were interested in coaching at the very beginning were people who are really looking for um, you know knowing the possibilities of a capability, what people can do, and we were very much um, excited and interested in how we can work together. Uh, and um, I believe the coaching has developed uh, co in a corporate field uh, quite early. I think it started around 1990, uh, so sorry, uh, 2005, 6, 7, somewhere around there. And the corporate people were um, much more interested in how coaching worked in their workplaces, uh, especially uh, managers uh, coaching their subordinates. And um, uh, since I was working with them, that made me uh, very much interested in uh, developing um, why coaching works and how coaching works. Uh, we all know as a coach that we have all the coaching competences. We know how coaching works, uh, but we needed to explain and uh, determine uh, what exactly inclusion that uh, has an impact on your people that we are coaching the clients. Uh, so that's the reason why I became uh, with uh, the founder of uh, the, the company I work with, this is Coach A, uh, is that to um, uh, gain input from the, the coachee, the people who receive coaching on what works for them. And, uh, and, uh, it has been around 10 years that we have um, gaining data on what about coaching that works. And I think we are gradually getting to see the picture of uh, what exactly in coaching that works. But still, we really need a, a huge number of uh, data to uh, actually prove what exactly about coaching that works. It's really an interesting pursuit. Jay, uh, I feel like I need to give you equal time for uh, non-evidence-based. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I, I, I think there are many different ways of collecting evidence, but I'm, I'm so impressed with what, what you and Ito-san have been doing. The, the, the undertaking, the, the vision is so large. Um, and I, I just, uh, you know, I, I appreciate your willingness to take that on. I don't think I have the the patience to <laughs> to do that, um, but I think that for me the evidence is is uh, just a little different. It's not. Uh, it, it's it's because I've I've sort of uh, to a certain degree dropped out of the corporate arena, although I'm working with a bunch of CEOs next week. Um, I, I'm I'm more focused on um, I think my own experience uh, of what works because it's. How can I say that after 27 years at this, I, I find that there there are short-term benefits, there are mid-term benefits, long-term benefits, there are benefits in in that don't show up on the bottom line or don't show up uh, necessarily in in terms of of what people thought they wanted. You know, like the ICF competencies related to you know the client knows what they want and. 
I found that actually isn't so true. They mm. don't necessarily, they, they do their best to express what they want in my experience. But, um, but people don't necessarily know that. And, and it's in the process with the coach, it's in the dialogue, it's in the discovery, which sometimes happens in a coaching session, sometimes happens during the uh, period with, uh, in which the coach and client are together. And sometimes it happens much later. I have people come back you know, 10 years later and said, you know that thing we talked about or that thing you said? And of course, I don't remember at all. So, um, so I guess I, I'm, I have some trust in the universe that if we, if we stay true to the experience and the process, something good will come out of it, even though we can't predict exactly what it is. <clears throat> I, uh, I love the memories that come up when you remind us of what people come back and tell us. I imagine you both had the experience where somebody says, remember the thing you said? And we don't remember. And we say, uh, can you remind me or help me remember? And they retell the story. And you're so glad that you said something powerful and useful at the time. <laughs> Do you have that experience? Yeah. Um, you know, um, it looks like it's very interesting what uh, Jay said. I think it's really true, um, what I'm experiencing here. Um, you know, it looks like uh, uh, us, uh, the people, uh, we are not good at remembering our goals. <laughs> and uh, um, so uh, 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 from my experience, the, the most um, important aspect of coaching looks like that uh, our clients have the opportunity to uh, remember, talk about it, get reminded, and, you know, share their information, uh, share their ideas about how they approach the goals. So um, um, it's interesting to know that uh, it, it is said, uh, I've read in the uh, article lately, that 90% uh, uh, of the, uh, the, the um, uh, organizational leaders cannot remember what the goal of the organization is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very interesting. Uh, we tend to know about our goals, but we do not keep thinking about it. So um, I think the most uh, challenging but most rewarding thing in the coaching relationship is uh, is having a talk about uh, what our goals are. And we should point out that you do a lot of executive coaching for C-suite executives. You do a lot of leadership development, improving everything from communication skills and self-management. You also work with transition for expats. I know that... Um, Jay just referred a moment ago to Itosan. Would you like to share uh, some of your um, experience and involvement, your professional work with Mamoru Ito? Yes, um, thank you for asking. Um, Mamoru Ito is a founder of Koche, uh, and I have this wonderful story uh, to, to share with you about how we set up our coaching company in uh, Japan. Uh, that was in 1997. Um, uh, and there were no coaching organizations. There were no word as coaching in Japan then. Uh, one of Mamoru Ito's friend who was living in U.S. then, uh, he uh, shared uh, with Ito-san an uh, article on Newsweek about coaching. And actually, that was about Thomas Leonard. <laughs> and uh, and uh, this, his uh, friend said, uh, you must be interested in this. And uh, Ito-san just you know, read the article, and he um, asked me, uh, to to um, uh, find a way to get hold of Thomas. Nice. So so I don't know how I did it, but I found uh, Thomas's phone number, and uh, we did the uh, first coaching, uh, so first um, uh, telephone call uh, with Thomas. And I read, I was uh, translating for Itosan, and the uh, first 
question he asked was, I read your Newsweek article, what's coaching? You know, and uh, that's all started. And uh, he talked about the uh, coaching, but we didn't understand what coaching is all about. So uh, we asked Thomas to send somebody uh, into Japan uh, to do a coaching workshop. And uh, so that's how we got started. That uh, we um, had a hundred people come who were interested in coaching, and uh, people from uh, Coach You actually uh, came to over to uh, do a, a, the coaching workshop. And uh, the 100 participants in Japan were really interested and saw the uh, possibility of coaching. So uh, that's how we got interested in coaching. And uh, actually, after only a half a year from there, we actually started our first coach training school in Japan. And we called it Coach 21. And that was in 1997 fall. And uh, from there on, uh, we... Um, had a, a coach training program, and then we developed ourselves into providing coaching uh, to organizations. And now, um, and now we are mainly providing coaching, executive coaching, and coach training to the managers within organizations to utilize coaching skills in uh, large organizations around the globe. And just, I, I, rem yeah. I remember when you first came to the ICF conference. It must have been 1998 then. Um, yeah. because the the world changed when you came. The world of coaching changed. Because up until that point, the, we were so American-centric or English-language-centric. And um, just to have uh, Ito-san there and to have you translating, it sort of just broadened the perspective that, oh my gosh, this this is actually going to happen in many languages around the world. We're We're... It, it occurred that we were re always behind the curve. You know, <laughs> we had to keep moving faster to catch up with the uh, with the growth, with the demand, with the hunger uh, for coaching, in, not just in different countries, but in different languages. Yes, and uh, may I add, uh, we were very much uh, excited about the first workshop. I remember, um, you know, the person who came over to do uh, the workshop. Uh, he had. Two of us put up on stage, and uh, he was standing behind the client, the person who the client, and he showed some of the papers like uh, uh, ask questions or acknowledge, you know, uh, and and uh, ask about the goals, you know, that kind of instructions. And just the the, the person who played the coach just followed the, the instructions, and he was able to make a coaching conversation. <laughs> And uh, that was really, you know, struck me, uh, you know, if we have a format, we could have this kind of, uh, you know, exciting and a very valuable conversation. And uh, that really had us started. And, uh, and here we are. <laughs> um, I'm eager to have people have an experience of uh, both Keiko and uh, Ito-san. What... Jay, as somebody who's been with both of them on multiple occasions, what do you notice as the distinction or the, the chemistry between Keiko and uh, Mr. Ito? Um, well, I, I'm probably, uh, I, I can give my, my impressions. That, that doesn't mean they're accurate or the only ones. That I, I, <laughs> Disclaimer received. I, I have, uh, I spent several years studying Aikido, and that was probably the most Japanese culture I was around in, in that way. So there certainly was, uh, certainly was. I don't know if there still is, this sense of, of Ito-san as the master. And Keiko is, is there as a very well-respected 
I, I suppose back in the day it was more like Ushideshi. Is that the right? Or is that insulting? <laughs> I don't know. But but like the the, the helper, it seemed like. You know, mm. until you you realized that she was coming into her own, and and you were just sort of deceived by uh, this appearance <laughs> of her being sort of subservient to him in some ways. Again, that's just my my impression. Um, so, again, I think it underlines how how little we know about, and when I say we, I mean generally speaking, how how little we know about other cultures and the differences, and um, how, how easy it is for us to be fooled, which is a huge problem in the world <laughs> when we either assume everybody is like us or we assume that people are different in some uh, generalized way um, because of movies or because of some limited experience we've had. Um, and I think that, you know, for me, coaching it does hold. And I, I again, I, 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 I so appreciate Yukeko and and many other coaches in, internationally because I think you know the need to break down barriers is so important in this world and I think coaching in your hands has been one of the ways that that is getting done. Beautiful. I've, I noticed that I have such respect for people who don't. You know, my experience of uh, Keiko Hirano and Izo-san together is like this wonderful dance of respect and honor and kindness and play and, uh, you know, love in a very professional manner. It's just delightful to be with either of you, but both of you together is a real treat. Um, we're about to take a break. I want to let people know, uh, first of all, that we'll be coming back and talking about much more delightful stuff, including cultural differences, gender differences, uh, the complexity of the coaching industry and the value of the ICF, among other things. Uh, Keiko, what's the best way for people to find out more about your work? Is it going to coacha.com? .com, yes, coachA.com. C-O-A-C-H, the letter A, dot com. Yeah, dot com. And Jay, is Jay Perry the best place to find you, jayperry.com? Yes. J-A-Y-P-E-R-R-Y. We're delighted to have both of these these giants of coaching, these pioneers of coaching with us today, both master coaches. Uh, if you want more information about Keiko Hirano and the work that she does through Coach A, go, as you've heard, to CoachA.com. If you'd like more information with, uh, about Jay Perry and what he's up to, or if you want to send him referrals for people in the entertainment industry, go to jayperry, J-A-Y-P-E-R-R-Y.com. When we come back, more with these two extraordinary coaches. You're listening to The Coaching Show right here on accomplishmentmedia.com or wherever fine podcasts are available, wsradio.com, Stitcher, Apple. Stay with us. We'll be back with more right after these ones. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 
Are you seeking to change your career to something that is both fulfilling and challenging? Do you want to help people reach their full potential and strive to achieve their dreams? Would you like to inspire those around you and help create a better world? If you're serious about a career change or just want to explore the craft of personal coaching, contact Accomplishment Coaching with locations across the country in Washington, D.C., Seattle, Chicago, New York City, and San Diego. Accomplishment Coaching is the leading institution in personal coaching. Our staff carefully monitors the entire program live during the training process and have met the strict standards of ICF International to achieve accreditation. Through a focus on quality instruction rather than endless modules of training, Accomplishment Coaching will guide you from your very first step all the way to becoming one of the finest coaches in the world. Visit AccomplishmentCoaching.com to learn more. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McCullough. And I am delighted, as you will be, dear listener, for being here today in the company of two extraordinary pioneers of coaching, people who have been around at the master level for so long and who have truly created coaching as a global profession. However, my dear listener, I failed to do any of the normal uh, housekeeping duties around here, including uh, giving an acknowledgement to those who sponsor our show. So please know that um, we are very appreciative to the fine folks at Accomplishment Coaching. If you're looking for the world's finest coach training program and you're somewhere in North America or would like to voyage there, check out AccomplishmentCoaching.com. The world's finest coach training program, it's not hyperbole, it's not a, a slogan, it's actually true if you measure the hours of coaching, of being coached, of actually coaching real-life human beings in person. And uh, if you're interested in the world's uh, 
and coach training at the highest level in the world, please check out accomplishmentcoaching.com. One of my favorite things, you can go and actually observe the coach's training program in process without seeing getting a sales pitch or a, a prepared thing. Just watch them work and decide if you like it. That's uh, You can find out all about it. It's available in six cities in North America, including Victoria, British Columbia, San Diego, California, Seattle, Washington, Chicago, Illinois, New York City, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., if you're near or will be near any of those places. Please check it out, accomplishmentcoaching.com. As I promised, our con- conversation will continue with both Keiko Hirano. She is a master certified coach. She's joining us from her uh, home and workplace in Japan. Uh, a member of the Board of Directors for the International Coach Federation. She was inducted into the Circle of Distinction for the ICF this year. She's certified as an assessor of the ICF credentialing exam, and we will talk more about that undoubtedly. You can find out more about her work by going to coacha.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-A dot com. We also have a delightful guest co-host today. Jay Perry is joining us from his, uh, did I say palatial mansion? In Charlottesville, Virginia. You did. I keep looking for it. I keep looking around. (laughs) Where is the palatial mansion? Jay is a master coach who works with the ADD Coaching Academy and the teaching faculty there, as well as working with clients. He has his own BFA from Boston University and MFA from Ohio University. And um, he operated the Actors Information Project, as well as has coached a lot of leaders he worked himself with legendary coach Thomas Leonard. He was uh, one of the people instrumental in the creation of the International Coach Federation as well as Coach University. And he has asked as his birthday gift this year for you to refer people you know in the entertainment field, people who may be directors or stars or in some way connected to the entertainment field, to him as a coach because he loves working with those people and has decided to treat himself uh, for this birthday by uh, re-engaging with that community. All right. My dear Keiko Hirano, you work with executive coaches. You are also many years of uh, contribution and selfless uh, uh, support of the International Coach Federation. And I don't know if you know this, Keiko, but Mr. Perry over there has a certain attitude and opinion and viewpoint about the International Coach Federation and particularly credentialing coaches. Will you share with us your view, and then we'll give Jay a moment to uh, to rebut or give his view? So I'm very interested, <laughs> very much interested in knowing uh, what Jay has in mind. But uh, um, you know, um, uh, in, in Japan, still uh, we have very few. Um, uh, I would say not few, but not so many coaches, professional coaches. So um, it's very important for us to set up a standard of what is a uh, 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 what is coaching and uh, and actually know what in coaching works because uh, you know many people can call themselves coach and actually uh, they are providing non-coaching uh, relationship and um, especially in Japan I think coaching developed a more in corporate field uh, in rather than personal, uh, coaching. So uh, many uh, people who are interested in coach, providing coaching uh, are working in the corporate backgrounds and uh, they start to providing coaching, uh, which is rather training or, you know, just teaching. So um, I think it's very important for us to uh, define what coaching is 
and also um, define the coaching competencies. And uh, also we need to uh, exercise the capability of a coaching. And, um, and in order to prove that we're actually doing coaching services is to, um, to, to gain uh, the credential for ICF because it, it's the largest uh, credential body. So uh, um, as a coach training organization as well, um, uh, we encourage our coaches to go through a coach training, uh, learn about it, and uh, get uh, credentialed and exercise the coaching skills and uh, keep, keep on learning uh, to further develop their skills. So that's my idea about uh, the importance of the ICF uh, the credential body and, and ICF. Beautifully said. And you have served and supported this by being uh, uh, certified as a, um, I'm not going to say the right word, a credentialing, an assessor of the ICF credentialing exam. Is that correct? As well as you hold your own uh, master certified coach credential, correct? Yes, yes, yes. All right, Mr. Perry, what is your view? Uh, first of all, I, my view is that you are a troublemaker, Christopher <laughs> McCollum. Um, so I, I too, actually, uh, Keiko and I served on the board of directors at ICF at the same time, mm. or our terms overlapped anyway. Uh, and so I was in literally in the living room in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, when we founded the ICF, and I was a, I received the uh, MCC credential very early on. Um, so it's, it's not that I. It's not that I am anti-ICF, which somehow has gotten back to me in some ways. People have gotten that impression. I am actually, again, very grateful for the work many people have done in establishing this credential um, and all the hard work that's gone into it. Um, my my concerns, and I, and maybe have a personal experience where because of a clerical error, I lost my MCC and had to go back and try to regain it. And in the process, discovered that I did not agree with the approach that was being used, not for me and not for some of the other populations I worked with. In fact, I'm, I'm now head of the credentialing committee for the Professional ADD Association of ADD Coaches, mm. trying, to, trying to create a new credential that is a good fit for that population. But the ICF didn't have that um, luxury. It's trying to find common ground for people in different cultures all over the world. And, you know, the credential somebody needs in Germany is not the same that someone necessarily needs in Chile or some other place. So, uh, again, I understand I have nothing against the ICF. However, in what I said before about continuing to wonder, uh, I, I, I keep remembering and reminding some people that we made coaching up. <laughs> Coaching is made up and we made it up. And to the extent that it serves us, I think that's brilliant. Whenever it doesn't serve us, I think we need to keep wondering and keep willing to, to um, maintain a growth mindset of what could be different. And sometimes that growth mindset is just sort of linear, like how do we, how do we make the, the credentialing exam more fair by having markers or something like that? But I also have a concern that we've taken this wonderful human interaction and out of our true desire to have this be a, a recognized profession, we have fallen into the trap of professionalism and made it more concrete, more, uh, more complicated than perhaps it needs to be um, in an effort to 
justify <laughs> all our training and all of the stuff we go through <laughs> to get there. Um, so uh, again, I, I, if I would want to be heard about this, it's not that I it's not that I am against the ICF, but I am for continuing to wonder and grow about how we how we go about this. I, I, as as one concern I have is most of the um, master certified coaches that are colleagues of mine will in our conversations will say, oh, yeah, I did that to pass the exam, but that's not how I coach. Mm. And to me, that lacks integrity. And, I, and integrity is, a, I think, a real important part of coaching. Um, so when I'm, I'm going about this process with the, the ADD credential, what I've, I've abandoned the competencies in favor of what I'm calling essentials. And in lots of conversations, we sort of boiled it down to four essentials that we're listening for. And it's a, it's a very different process. It's done by the community itself with, with people doing lots of practice exams being graded by, not by an official assessor, but by all of the people in the community. And, um, and by the time you actually go for your credential, you've already demonstrated um, that you belong. Uh, it is actually uh, very much like my experience in, in uh, Japanese martial arts. It's, uh, you know, you're not a black belt because you passed the exam. You're, it's time for you to take the exam because you are a black belt. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know that that can be done in the scope that ICF has taken on, you know, with all of these different countries and all that different stuff. But, you know, I've always been a rebel and I'm not going to give that up at my age, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing what you see. Um, you made a you made a point about making coaching more complex than it needs to be, and I think that we're all aware of everything from coaching theories and trainings and models and credentialing becoming more complex. You know, there's now the new uh, PCC markers that uh, some of us are struggling to get into a training to be able to learn how to train and assess using this new system for the existing competencies. It, it seems to me that the coaching industry in every direction has become more complex. Um, is that your experience, and is does it concern you? Is it is it of concern to you, or do you think that's the right way to go? Keiko, will you lead us off? Yes, um, you know, uh, I uh, kind of resonate with what Jay says. Um, you know, first, when we started in 1997, um, as I mentioned, uh, we started with 100 people uh, in, in the one workshop, uh, and they were able to coach, um, uh, you know, uh, they had this capability of coaching uh, from the scratch. So uh, I think the people who started coaching, we all had that capability from the beginning uh, because people who are attracted to coaching uh, were these kind of people. Uh, but um, as uh, Jay mentioned, we, uh, we grew the, the um uh, coaching profession and coaching industry, uh, there are many people who, who are, may not be originally coaches, but wanted to become coaches. Jumping and, in. Uh, yeah, jumping in. They need to, um, you know, uh, learn um, how to coach. Um, uh, in our organization, the Coach A, uh, we do have new coaches coming into the organization. And sometimes it really um, is... Uh, um, challenging for us to uh, find good coaches uh, and or even train people to become good coaches and uh, it really makes you wonder how we how did we start it you know you know 100 first of 100 people are really good at it 
So um, I think uh, we've um, expanded our um, market and uh, we drew many uh, kinds of people who may not be drawn to coaching at the very beginning. So I think uh, this is what we're experiencing right now. Uh, but um, so this is a really the time to make sure that we need to know as a coaches uh, the the core competencies of coaching and and what coaching what what in coaching really works. So um, uh, that's why uh, uh, we have uh, this commitment to um, you know collecting data about what is it about coaching that actually works. And uh, so and make it into a some kind of uh, equation or whatever <laughs> so that, uh, you know, uh, t- and make it a shareable, um, how do you say, a, a instrument or tool uh, and and and, and uh, make sure that uh, at least we know what in work coaching it works and uh, and uh, plus the, all the coaching capabilities, uh, communication capabilities of the each person that has. So uh, I think we are uh, in this, you know, going into the next step because, um, you know, it has been like 20 years or so 25 years after uh, coaching started. So uh, I think really, we are really, in, you know, um, putting ourselves into uh, developing the next generation. Beautifully said. Jay, anything you want to contribute or take on that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I completely understand and agree Um I think there's there's just a, a trap of professionalism that when you create a profession, and I think I may have shared this last time we we talked, um, Christopher, uh, Charlie Munger, uh, Warren Buffett's um, investing partner, was one of the wisest men I've ever heard, was being interviewed once about their incredibly successful approach to investing, and he basically says, "Well, are these four things," and the inter- then the interviewer says, "Well, why?" Does everybody? Why doesn't everybody do that? And he said, "Well, it's a professional class. If that's all there was, there'd be nothing for people to teach in college, you know." And the the coaching industry now, um, for, please forgive me for this, <laughs> but is so training centric. Um, there's a there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of people's livings that are involved, and you too, Christopher, obviously. So I'm not against training. But in a way, if you know, everybody keeps inventing more and more stuff to train with, more and more ways to to. Um, and one of the things I see is that people coming coming into this think, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And what I keep preaching to my students is, listen, that this is a lifetime pursuit in terms of learning and growing because this is much about your personal growth as it is about your clients. But if all you did was listen generously with love in your heart, you would be making a difference. You know, in the language of my people, Dianu, you know, it would be enough if that's all you did. <laughs> so it is, So that's why I go back to the essence. Um, and there's so many examples when I look around at, at people who I admire in the world. Uh, actually, the, the, the gentleman who's often referred to as the Warren Buffett at, at, of Japan, when he's been interviewed about his success, he goes, what's my secret? It's maru, it's gratitude. I practice a thousand gratitudes a day. <laughs> and for him, that's the essence of it. So, you know, when we keep making training more and more expensive, and then you have to have a supervisor, which I still don't understand, because we're not therapists. Thomas Leonard trained me to be complete at the end of each call, not to drag stuff with me. Um, I think we we end up in this professionalism trap where um, 
we now have to defend the complicated nature of our profession to justify high fees or something. And what I see in the world is we need more and more and more coaches. Even you know, we need coaches in un underdeveloped countries. We need coaches available to to women who are trying to start, you know, their micro businesses. We need there's such a huge need for it that you you hear that there's some emotion behind this for me as you can hear some passion behind it. So forgive forgive my passion because I because it's not like I think the other stuff isn't valuable. But I want us to be aware of, of the, the dark, possible dark side of this. Yeah, thanks for apologizing for your passion. I feel like we just need a lot less passion in the world. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Keiko, I feel, like, I feel like I would be drummed out of the podcast core if I didn't at least ask you a couple of general questions about cultural differences. Um, you've, you've coached people all over the world. You've coached in C-suites of all kinds of companies and organizations. What, uh, what cultural differences are of import for you? Are there, is it the knowing the cultural differences between, say, a, a Japan, a, a Hong Kong, and an American company? Is it important to look at cultural differences between genders or uh, roles or levels of management experience? What what actually is useful in the world of cultural competence or awareness? Um, I think this um, relates to what uh, Jay was uh, trying to say. Um, you know, as a, um, you know, I've been in a uh, in coaching profession for a long time, uh, and I really feel that simplifying what we need as a coach uh, resonates with what is uh, is necessary for all the leaders within the organizations uh, as well, and I think it's, it's just one skill of uh, knowing what to ask. I think that's the core skill uh, every coaches and also every leaders or organization need to develop, and um, we were not kind of um, uh, how to say it? we are not. Um, allowed to ask questions, especially in Japan, uh, in, in schools, when you ask questions, the, the teacher said, shut up, you know, <laughs> you're not allowed to ask questions. So not many people are tr um, allowed to ask pure, simple questions, uh, what they want to know or what they want to learn. So I think uh, as a coach, I think we're opening up this cap a possibility of uh, you can ask questions. Uh, you can know whatever you want. And uh, I think this is very important for a diversified, diversified world now. Mm. Uh, many of the uh, multi-language and the multicultural leaders are really having a problem, uh, difficulties uh, working with you know uh, people from uh, uh, other parts of the world. And uh, but if they just learn how to ask questions, <laughs> uh, ask know what they want to learn from the other person, I think that really um, solves. Uh, any challenges they have. So uh, I think that the pure basic skills that we need to develop is, um, you know, ask pure questions. Beautiful. Anything for you on the topic, Jay, or should we move on? No, I'm just, I'm just grinning, listening to Keiko. <laughs> just nice, nice, warm smile. I'm feeling here. I don't, um, I, I feel like given that you were both so instrumental in the the formation of coaching and the, the way that our profession has developed. I want to ask you a question about either your choice, either the future of coaching or the essence of coaching. I've gotten a flavor of it from our talk here, but I, I want to give you an opportunity to expand on or expound on. Uh, 
what you see as either the future, where we're headed, or what the essence, what the basics are of coaching. Keiko, which would you like to address? Hmm. Um, essence, maybe? Great. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think um, we are, you know, um, as I just mentioned, um, you know, uh, having a, a capability to um, be open up and um, uh, be willing to co-create uh, I think that is what uh, coaching can do. And um, since uh, coaching is a one-on-one -on -one relationship uh, towards, uh, you know, heading for the what the, the, the coachee wants to convey, um, to, to realize, uh, it's a, a, a partnership. So um, just looking at the goal and uh, co-creating the maybe the questions to ask, I think uh, coaching is a uh, strong thinking process so um, um, uh, the essence of coaching will be um, how can we co-create questions so that we can think together. Um, so um, I, I think that's the core essence of, of where we're heading. Beautiful. Beautiful. Jay, you've already let us know what the essence of coaching is. So how about if you address the future of coaching in about a minute or so? Well, I think the, the future probably has a lot to do with the essence. Of the, at least I hope it does. Because in a world that seems... Um, less and less connected. I mean, it's more connected technologically, but less connected, you know, person to person. Um, I, I, just before our call, I was watching a, a movie, a movie about the um, Oslo Accords in the nineties when the sort of the back channel Palestinian Israeli conversations in this house in in Norway and it's a it's a heartwarming and heartbreaking story because we know now that it didn't it didn't take hold even though they agreed to these amazing things and and it is really is a story about human connection about these people who started out as you're a terrorist you're a terrorist mm. began to trust each other and and you know would stay up till five o'clock in the morning looking for solutions. There, there are things that human connection can do that this world needs that no technology is ever going to be able to produce. So my hope is that coaching can continue to lead the way in uh, the art and science. You please continue with the science. I'll, I'll, I'll handle the art if you handle the science, Kiko, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of human connection. Beautiful. Well, our time has flown by. I want to thank you both for being with us. I want to thank you for your contributions, your tireless and amazing contributions to our profession and as well as to me personally, as well as to the lives of everyone that you've touched over the years and will continue to touch through your powerful work. Uh, Keiko, as our guest tonight, any any uh, words to part, any any thought you want to leave uh, 50,000 or so coaches with tonight? Oh. Uh, well, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's really a, a great experience for me, um, and um, I really enjoy this uh, conversation today. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a delight. Jay Perry, thank you very much. You can find out more about Jay by going to Jay Perry, J-A-Y-P-E-R-R-Y.com. And, of course, find out all about Keiko and Ito-san's work at Coach A by going to Coach A, that's C-O-A-C-H-A, Com. I thank you both for being with us, and I thank you, dear listener, for listening. We will be back as we are each week to talk to you next week. Nowadays, Internet devices are an integral part of your home. Everyone in your family has a smartphone, tablet, or a computer. Life is easier knowing that all your devices are secured 
and your family can surf the internet carefree. ESET Multi-Device Security Pack does just that. One license for all your devices. With ESET, it's simple to stay protected and save money. Enjoy safer technology with ESET Multi-Device Security Pack at ESET.com. That's ESET.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. 